from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution that is changing the world as we know it today. Of course, we talk about it as Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrencies, technology is changing the world as we see it. And so I'd like to bring you some education to kind of help you see this. It's hard to see um, a new system when you're stuck in an existing system. Um, a lot of times we get, uh, what is it, uh, miss the forest for the trees sort of a thing where we're, we're so inside of one system or we're so zoomed in that it's hard to see the perspective of what's going on. And so I'd like to bring you some education to help you think about that. Of course, I'd like to bring you the latest breaking news and information so you can stay up to date each and every week. And then, of course, we talk about or I'd like to bring on some new guests so you can hear some different perspectives um, so you can get a well-rounded view of things in better context of what's happening today. And boy, each and every week, I love joining you because there is so much to talk about. Um, it's a good problem to have. Uh, a consultant I used to work with said these are high-class problems. And so I've had problems in the past where there was not enough information to talk about. I remember doing content through 2018 and 2019, things were really boring back then. Um, now the problem is too much to talk about and trying to choose which stories to talk about. And so, uh, like I said, it's a high class problem and that's all good. But, you know, I want to kind of put things into perspective of what's going on. And a lot of what we've been talking about over the last month or two is really a kind of a continuation of what's going on. And I'm kind of giving you uh, the play by play of how things are unwinding. And so, 
I've been talking about something called the crypto unwind, or the, I was calling it the great unwind. And uh, what I'm talking about is an unwind of leverage or deleveraging, if you will. Now, um, we see that there's leverage all over the system, and typically leverage is built up through credit. Now, in our existing monetary system that we have in the world today, it's a debt-based monetary system. And so that means that all money that's created is debt. So um, we talk about the Federal Reserve just printing buttons, uh, pushing a button and printing money. That's not really the way it works. Money is created through debt issuance. So when you go get a loan for a car, boat, house, uh, boat, whatever, that money is created into existence. And it creates massive amounts of leverage because it's all debt. So think about it for your own self, like your own personal household. Um, let's say that you were... Um, using leverage to build um, assets. Let's say you were uh, back to 2008. As a matter of fact, it's a good parallel to what we're going to talk about today. So back in 2008, uh, people were able to buy multiple houses, multiple houses at the same time. And so people would go to these like new housing developments in California or, or Arizona or Nevada, Florida. Those are kind of the hot spots of the country. And um, these home prices were exploding so fast. They were going up so fast that people could just go to a brand new housing development, put their name down, a deposit down on a house, sometimes $1,000, $5,000 down on a house. And then once those houses were built, they could just sell them and make $20,000, $30,000 per house times five or 10, however many they bought. So they're putting 1000 or $5,000 down, and then they're making twenty, thirty, dollars $40,000 down on a house. They're using leverage. It was that credit that was being extended to them. And that works great. You can grow really, really fast with that leverage. Another way you can use leverage is let's say that your business is expanding. Let's say that you were in the construction business, and so obviously construction business was booming, and so we needed uh, contractors to go out there and frame the walls and hang the drywall, put the roofs on, build the fences, do the landscaping, et cetera. And so I might have or other people might have gone and bought five or ten homes at a time. A lot of people were doing this, and so there's a lot of demand for houses. And so now these, these contractors that deliver these services also use leverage, and so they would go out and take loans to then buy more trucks and buy more equipment and hire more crews. And that leverage, that, that credit that was extended to them, allowed them to build much faster, to scale their business, to take advantage of all that incoming business. And so leverage works really well. Debt, debt, leverage, that credit, whatever you want to call it. Um, that credit, that debt, that leverage allows us to grow really fast. And if you were in playing this real estate game, you were um, leveraging that credit and you were getting 5, 10, 20 homes and they're growing really fast, or you're building your business really, really fast. That was great. The problem is when um, we get to the end of that credit cycle, so throughout this long-term credit cycle, we're using more debt, using more debt, credit, 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 leverage, leverage, everywhere, growing, 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 not just you, uh, not just the roofer, the framer, the the window guy, the landscaper, et cetera, but the homeowners buying the homes, um, but the whole system. The entire monetary system is basically doing that. So we have these long-term credit cycles, and all this credit debt leverage builds up in the system, and we grow. A massive growth, uh, gross domestic product is exploding. The economy is doing good. There's more money. People are going and spending more cl on clothes and at restaurants, and then those restaurants and, um, are expanding, et cetera. So you can see how this winds up. The problem is when it unwinds down. And so just as fast as it grows on the upside, it actually unwinds and deleverages way faster. Now, you can think about this easy. Um, you know, it takes a while to take on debt, um, to continue to build your portfolio using debt, but you can just 
default on that debt instantly and all that can just disappear. And that's exactly what happens when things turn. And so back to 2008, all those people that had used debt, credit, leverage to build up those portfolio of all those homes, all those contractors who had scaled their businesses and bought all new equipment and new trucks, um, et cetera. And then as soon as the market started to crash, it just started to unwind really, really fast. And of course, it led to the great uh, financial crash, 2008, the entire banking system had built up so much leverage because then people were buying homes and then those homes, those loans were being sold off. And then companies were buying giant packages of these home loans and they were bundling them together, packing them together, selling them off in tranches. And then Wall Street was taking these packages. They were repackaging, bundling them and they would take some high risk ones, some low risk ones, they'd put them all together to try to get this blended risk model, and they'd pack them together and they'd sell them off these mortgage backed securities, they were called. And so leverage built up from the individual homeowner through the contractors, but it built up all the way through the financial system, all the way through Wall Street, and into the global financial system where all the banks of the world were now trading these mortgage backed securities. And it became a big mess. So when the financial system crashed, there was exposure to all of this and this great unwind just dragged everything down. Now, <clears throat> I've told you that uh, story just so you can get an understanding of something that you understand, something that you know, so you can understand how this uh, crypto market crash is also part of the great unwind and how it's interesting that we saw Bitcoin was created out of the great financial crash. As a matter of fact, it was uh, who was developed by Satoshi Nakamoto famously put a line of text in the very first block that was mined on the Bitcoin network saying that uh, the chancellor is on the brink of another, another bailout. So basically showing that this was because of the bailouts that was happening with the banking system. And so we wanted to create something in response to that so that we could get rid of those problems. We wouldn't be sub subject to those problems happening again. You know, a lot of times it's hard to see where decisions or where things will take us. Um, and so mistakes are made, right? Uh, a lot of times people think that we should, you know, move fast and, and uh, take chances and break things. But, but you're trying to learn from those mistakes so you don't make those same mistakes again. My dad told me over and over and over as I was growing up, he pounded into my head always that once is an accident and twice is stupid. And so that means that, hey, look, we all make accidents, right? Let's just keep trying, trying, trying. We'll make accidents, but just don't make the same mistakes again. But unfortunately, uh, we make the same mistakes again. Unfortunately, um, it, two things. I think one, they say that history doesn't repeat. It rhymes. <clears throat> well, it does repeat and it, and it does rhyme. So we see that happening again. And so they say those who don't know history are bound to repeat it. Um, but then also we have human emotions like greed, that get the best of us. And this time will be different. And we're going to go ahead and bet it all. And so I like to say that, that this leverage is like fire. It can be used to warm up your house or cook your food. Those are good things. Or it could burn your house down. So I want to explain to you how the great unwind in the crypto market is very similar to the 2008 financial crash. What we can learn from this, more importantly, what, what we can see, how we come out of this, how we can navigate it. I got a whole lot to cover when I come back in a minute. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the greater financial system, trying to help you understand what's going on and uh, hopefully prevent you from making the same mistakes again twice. So I got a lot to cover when I come back. I'll be back in a minute. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. 
Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. And, uh, you know, each and every week, I'm trying to give you the play-by-play, give you the context of what's going on in the world today as in, in what I call the decentralized revolution. Last week, I went through uh, an entire show explaining to you what the decentralized revolution is, because um, I talk about it every week, and, and maybe a lot of you are like, what the heck is he talking about? So if you didn't catch that episode, I would encourage you to go back and check it out. Um, you can find it on the iHeartRadio network um, or the iHeart app, or any podcast app that you use, iTunes, whatever, just search Mark Moss Podcast, Mark Moss Show, and look back uh, to the previous week, um, early July, sorry, um, and I, I had a show breaking down the decentralized revolution, if you want to know what that means. Um, all right, so I was talking about how uh, Bitcoin, which is the technology leading this decentralized revolution, um, was designed after the 2008 great financial crash to prevent a lot of the problems that we saw from that crash. But unfortunately, we sort of ended back in the same place. And uh, what I'm calling the great unwind. And I'm talking about an unwind of all this leverage, all this credit, all this debt that's been built up in the system. And so I want to kind of break that down so you can see uh, what happened, um, but also how we can navigate this correctly and how we can maybe learn from these mistakes so we don't get caught up in this again. Now, Some people were caught 
really, really bad. And I've heard, unfortunately, countless stories of people who have lost everything. And some people um, were caught up a little bit, just they maybe their paper gains went down on paper. Now, if your paper gains went down a little bit, whatever. Uh, those paper gains were just paper and they'll come back eventually. But some people lost real money. As a matter of fact, um, I was in Austin um, at Consensus, uh, it's the largest like cryptocurrency conference. It was about a month ago. And I was at an after event and um, I saw I was, some guy came up to me and he said, Hey, Mark, I'm a big fan of your show. I've been watching your stuff. And that was cool. We talked for a little bit. And he said, you know, I've been, uh, I've been in marketing my whole career. And I, and I built up this company. We specifically um, did marketing for uh, Medicare and, and you know, government-sponsored uh, healthcare stuff. And it was a great business, did really well for me. And um, I made a lot of money. And I just sold the company. We had a big exit. And I'm ready to move on to the next stage of my life. He's uh, over 50 years old. I'm not exactly sure how old he was, but over 50. And he said, I'm ready to move on to this next stage of my life. And um, I came to this event, I booked this event, um, and I bought the, the whale pass. I bought the, the most expensive pass I could get so I can come network and try to find my next opportunity. He said, but I had taken all that money from the sale of my business, and I had put it into this Terra Luna stable coin because it's supposed to be stable. And it offers me this awesome 20% yield. And unfortunately, I lost it all all his money. He'd built this business for most of his professional career, had a nice exit, was looking forward to taking that money and moving on to the next stage of his life. He put it all in and he got caught in the great unwind and lost it all. Now, uh, he's not alone. There's probably millions of people that got caught up in the same situation. It's devastating. So I want to make sure that you don't get caught up in that same situation. And like I said, even if you're on the peripheral. So let's take a look at this. So as I said before, right, uh, Bitcoin was created uh, about 13 years ago, um, coming out of the 2008 great financial crash, um, trying to prevent it. And so one of the big problems, as I already explained, is that the banks had built up all this leverage, and then the banks basically caused this crash. Now, a lot of times people want to tell you that it was the homeowners were way too greedy, they bought too many houses, and they were the reason why the markets crashed. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, homeowners did get too greedy, sure. Uh, but they were being given loans by Wall Street because Wall Street was too greedy. And Wall Street packaged these things up into these uh, zombie sausages and sold them and ha got way too over leveraged. That's what caused the crash. And of course, um, all markets are cyclical and go up and down. So first of all, uh, let me just say that the, the Federal Reserve who backstops the banks um, is supposedly they're telling you, they're telling you and I that they print all this money per this, what's known as Keynesian economics in order to prevent booms and busts because nobody wants to go through a bust. Nobody wants to lose money, right? And so if they could just pump in more credit, more debt, when those bust cycles come, they could smooth that out. That's the story they tell us. Now, if you believe that, I might have a bridge that I want to sell you as well. Anybody with a few minutes online could look at charts and see that's just absolutely false. As a matter of fact, we have boom and bust cycles going back hundreds of years. And right when the Federal Reserve has, was created, 1913, the boom and bust cycles have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every single time. And so uh, they're not smoothing anything out. Now, uh, boom and bust cycles are normal. 
because we're humans and things change. Styles change. What we want and need change. Uh, greed happens and people go you know, too far one way and then they have to swing back the other way. There's all types of reasons why you know, um, I was a manufacturer selling... Um, what were those last things? Oh, those fidget spinners, for example, right? That was a huge boom. Everybody wanted them. You're, you're ordering tons and tons and tons. You can't keep up with the demand. And then all of a sudden, eh, nobody wants them anymore. And anybody who jumped into that business and was manufacturing those things and had ordered a bunch of inventory, those, they had a bust. It just happens, right? People got over, oh, too over leveraged in that probably. And so that happens. And so um, unfortunately, that's just a natural process. Uh, just like the, the, the world, we have seasons, right? Spring, summer, winter, fall. And so the spring, everything grows. In the winter, everything dies and it keeps going or like a forest fire. Anyway, back to uh, 2008. So the banks uh, created this problem. We had Bitcoin that was created. And Satoshi Nakamoto put a quote in 2009. And he said, quote, banks must be trusted to hold our money and transfer it electronically for us. But they lend it out in waves of credit bubbles with barely a fraction in reserve. And they don't even have any reserves today. So basically, they're just they're sending out this money, creating credit bubbles. That's what he talked about. So we give our money to the banks, they loan the money out, and they create these credit bubbles that inevitably crash and cause a fall. Um, there's a great movie that talks about this 2008, uh, The Big Short. If you haven't watched it or read the book, the book is amazing, or you could watch the movie. Um, it's got some great actors in it. And uh, there's a quote that says, they mistook leverage for genius. <laughs> So this kind of goes back to uh, Warren Buffett's quote that uh, a rising tide raises all boats. And so when the markets are going up, everybody looks like a genius. You can just close your eyes, buy anything, and you can make money. And then you use leverage, and then you look really smart because you made more money than everybody else. So he says the quote, they mistook leverage for genius. And so that's exactly what happened. Now, um, over the last couple months, we've been seeing the effects of this in the cryptocurrency market. And uh, we've been seeing basically all these cryptocurrency industry giants have been melting down. And uh, they've been basically toppling each other like a set of dominoes, the smaller ones leading to the medium sized ones leading to the bigger ones. And now we're pretty much wiped out of that. We're still dealing with that, but most of the leverage has been wiped out. Uh, but it was basically like a bunch of nukes in the balance sheet um, of these crypto lenders that were supposed to be holding money, but they were really just turning themselves into over-leveraged, risky hedge funds. So I want to talk about how this unwinds, where we're at with this, and how we move forward with this in a minute. But you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. We're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, the financial system overall, giving you context of what's going on today. Uh, we're going to finish talking about what I'm calling the great unwind and how you can stay out of trouble as this continues and don't make the same mistake twice. I'll be back with that and more in a minute. So don't go away. I'm going to be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, the greater financial system overall. And I'm explaining to you, if you're just tuning in, um, how what we're seeing happen in the great uh, in the crypto economy, the great unwind, as I've been calling it the last couple of weeks, is very similar to what happened in 2008. And uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were designed to fix the problems in the financial system, but found themselves doing the exact same thing. And so we've seen, uh, like I said, these crypto lenders that were supposed to be like banks, they were supposed to receive your deposits and then... Um, be very careful with them. Instead, they turned into very risky, over-leveraged like hedge funds. And uh, one blew up, and then it had exposure to the next, the next, the next. And we saw hundreds of billions of dollars worth of uh, notional value just collapse, just gone. Hundreds of billions of dollars of value gone like that. And that's real money. I mean, it was on paper, but a lot of people were expecting to have that money, and now they don't have it. Um, now, we've, I've been reporting uh, over the last couple of weeks. I think it's pretty much done. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> the founder of FTX, CEO Sam Bankman-Fried, he's come in and backstopped the last couple of exchanges that look like they're at risk of blowing up. And he has said that he thinks it's over. Um, I uh, obviously am agreeing with him. Now, as I said, this is really happening because of the leverage and the debt that was built up. And it, and it builds up really fast when markets are going up, as I've explained. When they wind up, it's the unwind that's the problem, just like in 2008. Now, Bitcoin was, like I said, supposed to help us with this because now, for the first time, we could custody our own money without having to give it to a bank. See, the problem, so as Toshi Nakamoto said, if I go back to the original quote, banks must be trusted to hold our money and transfer it, but they'd lend it out in waves of credit bubbles. 
And so um, rather than give them our money and trusting them, we could just hold our money on our own and we don't have to give it to them. And we don't have to um, have them put it at risk. It's what's known as counterparty risk, getting somebody else involved. We don't have to have that at, at risk. The problem is it didn't fix it. We still ended up in the great unwind. Um, which is where we're at today. Now, why is that? Well, there's a couple of reasons why, I think, um, and, and we're going to take a look at those. Uh, one is that, um, you know, as humans, uh, we have something that we suffer from called recency bias. So whatever's been happening recent, we just assume that's the way it is, or normalcy bias. Whatever's been going on is normal, and we'll get back to normal, right? And so people are just used to putting their money in the bank. And, um, they used to be used to getting a little bit of yield or a little bit of return from the bank. Of course, uh, for the last decade or so, we get basically nothing from the bank. And so we're giving them our money, and we used to be compensated, and now we get no compensation. So these these uh, crypto banks, if, if we'll call them that loosely, um, they're typically called CFI or DeFi, which is decentralized finance or centralized finance. The BlockFi's, the Celsius's, the Nexos, those are centralized finance, and then the compound, the makers, the Aave, um, those are like DeFi, decentralized finance. Um, but basically, I think that people are so used to, they're so, uh, it's so normal to just put our money in, into the bank that um, even though Bitcoin is a revolution that makes it so we don't have to do that, people still want to. So there's that, normalcy, normal or recency bias. But then there's also the greed. So then it's like, well, why should I hold my Bitcoin or my cryptocurrency and it just sits there doing nothing for me when I could give it to this platform and earn five, six, seven, eight percent, or I could do this and I could yield farm it and I could make 10 or 20 or 50 or 60 percent? And that's a good question. It's a question you should be asking yourself. You might ask yourself, why someone would pay me 20 or 50 or 60 or 80% when the banks pay me none. You might wonder if it's too good to be true. Sometimes it is. You might wonder that um, there's some risk involved and maybe the lower amount of return that you would get on that Bitcoin or crypto in the bank and in BlockFi, Celsius, et cetera, um, might be less risky than some of those higher risk. You might um, ask yourself that. And if you haven't asked yourself that, you certainly should. Um, but that's exactly what happened. And we saw just like in 2008, all these banks had intertwined obligations and exposure to each other that brought down Lehman Brothers and AIG, et cetera. We see now 13 years later, the same thing happened where people took their Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which they should custody on their own. But instead, they put them into banks. The banks started doing all these risky loans, started getting this cross-contamination to each other, and then it all went south. Now, some of these um, some of these troubled entities, like BlockFi, for example, was able to get a bailout. So back to the 2008 financial crash, some of them got bailouts, like AIG. Some of them didn't. And so BlockFi was able to get um, a bailout. Now, the one difference that I have that I think is a very important difference to understand is that in 2008, if some of you guys are old enough to remember this, in 2008, Supposedly the, belt, the banks were going to melt down and the ATMs were going to run dry is what they told us. And so the government had to step in and issue emergency credit of $700 billion. At the time, that was an amazing amount of money. It was like, no, you can't do that. It's going to ruin everything. Uh, $700 billion. But what's important to understand is that came from the 
government, from the Fed. That came from your tax dollars, meaning you socialized those losses. So the banks had private gains. All that money they made, that was made privately. They got to keep it. But when they lost, they didn't suffer the losses that those losses were socialized through your and I taxes. Now, what's a little bit different in this crypto space is that no government or Fed stepped in to save any of them. Uh, some of them saved each other. So, for example, FTX jumped in and bailed out BlockFi, um, but it wasn't it wasn't coming from the taxpayers. And this is a big thing. So Bitcoin did sort of fix this because what happens is we live in a world today with no personal responsibility. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm free to make whatever bad decisions I want and someone's going to come bail me out. Or, of course, these banks, they can do as, be as risky as they want and they can get a bailout. And so what we should see is these banks, when they make risky loans and they lose their money, they should go out of business. When the airlines, um, instead of saving their money or reinvesting it, they just bought a bunch of stock buybacks. And then when the markets turned south in 2020, they didn't have any money. They should have gone bankrupt. Like They should have had uh, some sort of consequence. Otherwise, it creates what's known as moral hazard. And again, that was something that came out um, of that 2008 crash, at least for me, a moral hazard, which is basically um, there's, uh, they have no reason, no moral reason to be concerned because they know that no matter how much danger they get themselves into, there's a bailout coming. And so we need to, we need to see consequence. And that's exactly what did happen with Bitcoin uh, and cryptocurrency, where these, um, most of these agencies that uh, the Three Arrows Capital, the Terra Luna, etc., they took way too much risk. The people got involved with them and took way too much risk. And they all lost it all. And I, and I don't wish that on anybody, but it, it represented responsibility. And those people hopefully won't make that same mistake twice. Like touching your hand on a hot stove, you don't want to do that again. But the problem is the moral hazard, what we have in the traditional banking system, is that these banks make bad decisions and they get bailed out, which means they don't learn any lesson. As a matter of fact, the lesson they learn is that they should take even more risk next time because they could make even more money on that risk. And if they lose it, who cares? Cause they're going to get bailed out, but that's not what happened. Uh, Celsius is, it didn't get bailed out. Three years capital didn't get bailed out. Voyager digital had to declare bankruptcy. Um, and like I said, it's unfortunate. They took a lot of depositor money with them. Now, um, it cascaded from Luna and then it went all the way down into, uh, what I'm calling the three horsemen of the crypto apocalypse. So I want to explain to you what these three, uh, the three horsemen of the crypto apocalypse are. Um, we'll talk about how we're coming out of this, um, what you need to know to survive this, and uh, so much more in a minute. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. We're talking about Bitcoin cryptocurrencies. We're talking about um, the problem that Bitcoin was created to solve and how we kind of found ourselves right back in the very same place. But this time... It it's, it didn't rhyme. Uh, I'm sorry. It didn't repeat. It rhymed. It's a little bit different. And I want you to understand that. Most importantly, I want you to understand the problems so you don't make the same mistakes again. I'll be back with all that and more in a minute. Don't go away. I'm going to be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, welcome back. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. Of course, we talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, the greater macroeconomic financial system that we're moving through that's, that's literally changing right before our very eyes. And we're talking about uh, continuing to talk about the great unwind, as I've been calling it, how the great crypto unwind is uh, a rhyme, a very similar instance of what happened in the 2008 great financial crash as well, and basically a shakeout of the leverage that got built into there. Now, it, uh, it, as I said, people are just used to putting their money in the banks. And so they just thought they should put their Bitcoin and cryptocurrency into these exchanges and into these yield farming things. Um, and a lot of people didn't think about the amount of risk that they were taking. And while I hate to see people lose money, like I said, uh, we were at the age, I, I tweeted this out a while ago, that uh, we're about to see the age of personal responsibility snap back. Um, look, man, you're responsible for your health. Don't listen to some doctor on TV. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know your own personal situation. He doesn't know your, your own risk profile. And so don't listen to him. It's up to you to take that responsibility. Now, I know the media is trying to tell you don't do your own research, but do it. No one's coming to save you. No one's looking out for your best interest because nobody knows you personally. So some, some doctor on TV, Dr. Fauci, he doesn't know what you need. He doesn't know your risk profile. So look out for your own health. Um, they're not looking out for your financial health. It's up to you. They're not, they don't know what foods you need to eat. It's up to you. So, you know, while I feel bad for a lot of people that have made the wrong medical decisions and it's now affecting them the wrong way, while I make, while I feel bad for a lot of people that have made the wrong financial decisions and now it's uh, unfortunately been disastrous for them, 
hopefully they'll learn their lesson. And hopefully even better, you and I can learn from their lessons without having to um, go through that. But, but Terra Luna went down. Then it started to unwind the three hours capital we've talked about. Um, that brought down $18 billion in assets right from there. Um, we've yet to see how how big or or what type of legal consequences this will bring. Um, but we're we're expecting it to be pretty severe for some of the people at least. We're starting to see that kind of shake out. Uh, but then this has led into uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. We talked about that. Um, and so the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has this massive discount. And as that discount has been going down, it's put a lot more pressure onto these companies that we're holding on. Um, and so we've seen that. But, you know, one, one thing is that, like I said, this was supposed to bank the unbanked. So think about that for a minute. So... Right now, today, per the UN, there's about, about half the adults in the world today have no access to banks for a number of reasons. Mostly, they're not allowed. They don't have permission to join banks. So the U.S. financial system and it's uh, the, the SWIFT banking system around the world basically has requirements called KYC, Know Your Customer. And so you have to have you have to have all this information and get permission to join the financial system. Now, if you're um, a kid growing up in a sanctioned country, you're in, Af you're in Iran, for example, um, you don't get to join the financial system. You're, you're not allowed. In many other nations, they just don't have the right documents. They just don't have them. You know, you live out in, in the sub-Sahara Africa or something like that, or deep in the jungle of, of South or Central America. You just don't have the, the legal documents to get a bank account. So you're not, you don't, you don't have permission to join. You're unbanked. Um, or in some places, even like El Salvador, for example, it's just too expensive to create a bank account. And so they're, they don't have bank accounts. Now, I've talked a lot about this. You know, I believe that this, this, uh, this iPhone thing that we have, these smartphone things that we have are, are like the great equalizer. Because with a phone, you can learn anything and meet anyone and do anything. And we've seen many instances of kids not even teenagers, barely teenagers, creating a YouTube channel or an Instagram account and making you know $100,000 or more. So pretty much anywhere in the world, if you have an access to a smartphone, you can learn anything, meet anyone, do anyone. But if you don't have access to the financial system, then you can't. You need access to the financial system. So we have about half the, half the world, half the Adults in the world today are unbanked, don't have access to banking. And so Bitcoin is supposed to solve that. So in El Salvador, for example, anyone can download a Bitcoin wallet, no permission needed, download it, and they can instantly start receiving and sending digital payments. They're in the global financial system. It's the great equalizer. And we're supposed to be able to reach the unbanked. So the, all these adults that don't have access to the financial system can now join the financial system and... Um, those of us that are banked, we could unbank ourselves instead of trying or, or tr trusting the counterparty risk of one of these financial institutions that have proven time and time again that, that they can't be trusted. Instead of being banked with one of them, we could unbank ourselves and we could move on to a Bitcoin or cryptocurrency thing. And that's how it was supposed to be. Uh, we were supposed to be unbanked. But unfortunately, like I said... <laughs> Even though the, the greatest technological revolution we've seen to date, me being able to hold my own assets. Now, what do I mean by that claim, the greatest technological revolution? Well, 
the oldest problem that mankind has had since the beginning is how do I hold my, hold my assets in a way that can't be stolen? So we've uh, made villages, we've made kingdoms and cities and countries, etc. But Bitcoin has solved that. We don't need to trust somebody else. We can hold it ourselves. But most people still aren't in that. They still want to give my money to somebody else to hold it for me. Please just, just hold it. Celsius, BlockFi, even Alex Masinski from Celsius went around telling people, uh, people don't want to hold their own cryptocurrency. It's too, it's too complicated. It's too hard. It's too, much, it's too risky. Just give it to us. We'll hold it for you. Well, look what happened. So, you know, if I hold it myself, back to this age of personal responsibility, if I hold it myself, I need to be personally responsible for it so it doesn't get stolen. But it's not that hard to do. Now, if I'm trying to hold my gold, how do I hold my gold in a way that it doesn't get stolen? Uh, you know, in old days, I might go bury it and make a treasure map for it. Um, and then, but then I have to secure the map. What happens if I don't secure the map properly? If I have uh, a lot of gold, I might have to build a big vault and a safe. I might have to have security there guarding it. It'd be very expensive. So it'd be very difficult for me to secure my wealth in gold. Um, I could leave it under my pillow or under my mattress, but then if I'm gone, someone could come steal it, right? Um, or, you know, we could put the gold into a bank and the bank could give us an IOU um, that we can come get that gold whenever we want. But then in 1933, the U.S. government seized everybody's gold that was sitting in the bank. And so you have option one, I store it myself, but I have to take responsibility. I have to take, take, take the risk of that. Um, option two is I give it to somebody else, but now I have to deal with that risk. And that's what happened with crypto. Now, hopefully you're learning from this. So uh, the, the learning lesson to have here is that those that use these risky ways to earn yield, these DeFi yield farming, it was called. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them lost everything. Now, I don't want to risk 100% of my investment for a 5, 6, 10% yield. That doesn't work. I want to invest 10 to make 100. Now, um, what about those who weren't involved in this? <clears throat> so this has brought the price of Bitcoin from 40 or 50,000 down to 20,000. So even me not involved in these risky things, I've seen my paper value of my Bitcoin or cryptocurrency drop. So I got affected even though I wasn't involved in this. My hope is that um, because there was no bailout, most of these people learned their lesson. Um, what I hope is that we don't repeat this again. I believe the paper value is going to come back. Like I'm going to hold my Bitcoin. I'm going to hold my cryptocurrency. It's going to come back in value. Um, so... I lost it on paper. I'll get it back on paper. But I hope that we'll see these things be used less and less and less in the future because at least this is different than 2008. In 2008, there was no lesson learned. There's no accountability. But in the crypto crash, there was. I believe people will go to jail. I believe people who lost money won't do this again. And I believe that we'll learn our lesson this time. And the paper gains come back and we're all better off. But what do you think? I'd love to hear your comment. You can shoot me a message on any of the social media platforms at one Mark Moss. That's right, at one Mark Moss. Check out my website at onemarkmoss.com for more resources. And that's what I got to talk about today. Um, we repeated, or we rhymed, we didn't repeat. Thanks for listening. Till next time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota you never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials so it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 